0: Welcome to Get Offset. my name is Emily
1: and I'm Joan of Hart
0: and uh, did you see that Fender kind of surprise released a new jazz master?
1: Yes, and I am really like I am trying not to cheat on my current jazz master looking at it
0: <laughs> it's It's interesting let's let's talk about some of the more interesting features. It has the same block inlays that the American Vintage Two series has, mm-hmm. which is super neat. Um the headstock is 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 black, which for like a bur- on the burst one at least, I don't know if there are other colors. So it's kind of like a tobacco-esque burst. It's more like a two-color than a tri-color. Um, and then the headstock is like the same as that outer color. But there are a few things that really make it super unique for Jazz Masters. Um, the thing I noticed first is uh like what most people notice first, the gold foil pickups. There are three gold foil pickups. On this jazz master, which that with the color and the fact that it uses a Bigsby and kind of a Jag style pickup switching system, yes, this is this is a the Fender Tysco.
1: <laughs> That's <This is laughs> so rad! Like, yeah, I yeah. love this. Yeah, it reminds again with the three pickups. It, again, it reminds me of obviously like my uh, Saint Vincent, like with the three pickups. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the Jaguar switches right there, and I'm like, "What is this? this is amazing!" And the Bigsby, oh yes, yes. When
0: I, when I saw it, I assumed it was a base six because of the switching system, but then there's only, I yeah, and I, I'm like, in the Bigsby though, and it looks like it has royal uh, roller a roller bridge yeah a roller bridge like on a mustang i think
1: yep that's what i'm seeing too
0: it's really really hot i think that, i think that this people are gonna buy this one and the price is only it's only 1400 bucks
1: yeah i mean that's similar to the price of when i bought my uh you know america pro m 2 it that was right around the price that time so this is in the market for that kind of yeah that's perfect
0: yeah, I'm really curious what the quality control is on yeah. it. But I, and I hate to say this, but almost <laughs> because we know they've had QC issues, giving mm-hmm. somebody like the aesthetic and vibe of like a Tysco that you know is going to have problems. <laughs> I think that psychologically people might be more forgiving of some of those wonky No, Well, I
1: mean, elements. also the fact, I guess a little bit more forgiving because again, it's not like a 2700, 2400 guitar with those QC issues. Not that that... I away maintain,
0: from, I maintain a thousand dollar guitar should come with zero issues. <laughs> I know it
1: should still, that's what I was going to say. It still should not come with those issues, but yeah, no. it'd be, it's a bigger issue when it's a lot higher of a price tag. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, even the color itself, like I usually like either blue guitars or there's red or purple. And yeah, this is, this is in dangerous territory because I also like red guitars. So, <laughs> and of course, because the headstock is like, you know, black mm-hmm. huh? or like the tobacco outside color. Yeah, like that. Yeah. So of, if yeah.
0: you're watching the video version, I have my uh, American Vintage 2 series. There's none of this nice like brown in it. It goes straight from this kind of red along the outside. So that whole body is like this red color. It's a mm-hmm. dual tone instead of a tritone. It has the same black around the edge. It's it's very, very <laughs> Sears guitar
1: Oh, Very tysco. It's yeah. hot, you know. Oh no, I love it. I was like, I'm looking and it was like, you know, I can already be like, uh, I'm making like painful noises over here because it's so yeah, it's so evil. What <laughs> blows my mind is I haven't I was looking for it on
0: the Fender website and I, I don't see it.
1: Is it only with sweetwater? Like some kind of like exclusive?
0: It doesn't say it's an exclusive oh, okay. to Sweetwater.
1: Um hmm. oh, the big yeah. Hmm. hmm. hmm.
0: Yeah, I I just don't see it anywhere.
1: Did someone let the cat out of the bag early?
0: I don't know. I, I'm uh, not really fussed with it. Let's see. No. Gold foil. Because normally when you Google gold foil jazz master, you get the pickups. Um, it, If it's an exclusive, then that's exciting. I'm not seeing the that's words. No, see. I don't. I don't either. So that's why, why I'm f- just like...
1: You can't see it anywhere else.
0: Yeah, Ooh. I'm seeing the word. Oh, I'm not. Inspe- I, I just searched the word "exclusive." I didn't find it anywhere.
1: No. Um, hmm. Let's hmm. go to
0: shopping on Google. Pickups yeah. from Chicago Music Exchange. I'm not seeing this guitar anywhere else on Google Shopping. Mm. So you know. Hmm. Maybe it was supposed to come out tomorrow and it came out on a Sunday. Yeah, I guess Brian. we'll find out.
1: <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I Fender
0: I do not apologize if I covered this before.
1: It was out. <laughs> um, well, we're 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 excited about it. So again, good yeah. good things, good things. Uh, so it's I got like the
0: mahogany body, which is unique for jazz masters. They're not usually mahogany. They also usually have never really have gold foils unless it's an aftermarket. Um thing and you know gold foils they have their fans and they have their detractors i don't think anybody originally bought gold foils because they like sought the sound but more that was what was in the guitars they could afford of course uh which you know we always talk about this we talk about this a lot um just like uh restrictions breeding innovation Mm -hmm. and kind of defining sounds like oh it sounds that way because it had to um, stability Enhancing Mustang Bridge, B Bigsby licensed B50 vibrato. Um, mm. they say s- nine uh this is a sweetwater copy. Robust 60s C profile, vintage tall frets with nine-inch radius, boasts a high performance feel your typical Tysco could only dream of. Hmm. So basically, please stop buying old series guitars. <laughs> yeah so i mean low uh, classic low output spark of gold foil unrefined rock blah 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 yeah the gold foil jazz masters neck to tours from the budget with an ultra high performance feel i'd be excited to try that um see this mm-hmm. one's then it says nine and tradius so and says 9.5 i'm gonna guess it's 9.5 Yeah, just just what that's they what i'm saying too yeah yeah, uh, no, Mustang Sound really Bridge. Nice. Yeah, surfy flutter, but with an increased break angle, goes a long way to enhance sustain. See, I love. That's why I love my Jazzmaster with a Bigsby. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm excited for this. I really would like to try one out. I doubt I get one, um, <laughs> and I oh. also don't want to buy one particularly mm-hmm. unless I can get. If I get a, if I get a discount, <laughs> i get a discount. I'd probably consider it. Let me.
1: I would. I would like to see one in store at least to try. I mean, as far as like guitars in general, price range wise, like I would like to, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's just not not feasible well, this year. So I mean, I mean, at some point. Maybe a used one or who knows? I mean, but that that yeah. really looks nice. That's that's something I'd be really curious and interested in. Because again, for me, since I've finally had an experience with a Bigsby with my Epiphone, I've thought about, man, if like I got a Jaguar at some point or I got another Jazzmaster that was completely different. Oh, I probably want to put a Bigsby on it as like because I like the way the, you know, obviously the broader arm is. And mm-hmm. now just looking at this, I was like, no one in the universe should be listening to my my inner thoughts <laughs> and torturing me with making these kind of guitars that are exactly kind of what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, I get
0: I get that feeling sometimes. <laughs> I'm gonna see. Oh, there's also the one in gold. I think I like the gold, but I would probably
1: no the candy do apple. Yeah, I would,
0: I would do the gold with like a mint guard. Uh, Because I I have a thing for, for that kind of aesthetic. I don't like the, I don't love the tort on the gold. I like the gold. The gold has a matching headstock, though. I don't love that
1: yeah for me I gold doesn't match my complexion so I usually stay away from gold things which I'm okay I guess with the pickups you know obviously that is what they are um but yeah I would probably even on the red one the candy apple burst I would probably at some point change the pick card to be somewhat of a uh stand out from that or maybe I'd keep it I don't know or maybe the witch hats I would change like there's little things that I would personalize much like I did my own jazz master but right off the bat again if I like the color that's already a good start and the headstock is about the same color as the outer paint like i think that's perfect that they're going into that route of having the headstocks kind of match the color of the body in some yeah, way
0: for, for the burst i i think the torta is fine i think i would prefer um gold wouldn't look good there would be no contrast between the pickups which would look no, bad i think oh yeah that would um i would do i just would. i would do like a different tort hmm. like um the the uh like the the material that sunglasses are like ray-ban makes glasses out of i forget what that's called it's flammable and very hard to find oh god
1: kind of thing yeah
0: yeah uh, it's like an acetate or something i don't know but there are ways oh, to yeah. kind of like fudge it um and people do that or
1: with or success. even or even somewhat maybe of an acrylic that's light from the inside or a mirror or just something that is not like the tort, but different. So different oh. ideas or an etched one. Um, yeah, there's many ideas. I like a darker tort, I think. Um, yeah. and then the gold yeah. one, I would, I
0: would do the mint guard and that's pretty much all I would change about it.
1: Ooh, maybe it like is, a smoke you know, acrylic, I like, like a smoked. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. A Smoke see-through or a smoke chrome would be nice. I like,
0: Gold guitars as I hold up mine. Um, <laughs> you, I think you have
1: is that the only one you have? I think you have a few, don't you? That's my only the only gold one?
0: gold one.
1: Okay, yeah,
0: yep. I would like another gold telecaster. The reason I don't want to spend $1,400 on this is because I'm going to have other people make me guitars course, in the yeah. near future. Uh, I, I'm I don't want to spoil any of it, but I think I've mentioned I mentioned before, but it's fine. Yes. Um It is in the future, so I still have time to save. But like, I have deposits on guitars, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm probably gonna try to put another one down in like March. So keep going, keep making things, uh, keep getting things that are made
1: by people. Um, Yeah. That's that's kind of the same vein, I think. As much as I do like this one, I think the next guitar I'd actually like would be someone that I would, you know, uh, work with Commission. them to make, yeah, a um, guitar that I'd actually want and it to be kind of like working in tandem with each other versus something that is just bought, that Fender made, something a little bit more intimate and personal mm-hmm. of what I want sound-wise. I think that'll be my next yeah. one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I get you on that one. Mm-mm. Speaking of like uh, made guitars, like the one that Ryan from Demos of the Dark had made from Illuminati guitars. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> It's got these little LED. It's like acrylic, and it's got yes. little LEDs. And I'm like, "Fuck, oh, it's smart. so good!" Copying yes. Him. Now, if he, now if I do it, he'll think I'm just copying him. So
1: oh, yeah, <laughs> but just don't do it yellow, and just do another body shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's For so sure. good though to see that. The, the I'm not even a yellow fan, but just like seeing it in the course with the glow, kind of like like it's a purple kind of glow with it. No, just like oh, yeah, that's so fucking glow. rad. I love that shit. Like, ah. Uh, <laughs>
0: directly into my veins yes Uh, (laughs) well uh we're the get offset podcast and uh i would like to implore you to like comment subscribe and get notifications Mm -hmm. there's a lot of other content on this page i do gear demos pretty much weekly i'm going to get into doing some more like talking i know i've said this a fucking thousand times but like more talking head kind of videos that are short general entertainment um occasional lives but um please like comment subscribe again um wherever you're watching whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, while well, you'd be listening there um please, please go ahead and do that. It's really helpful uh for the show and uh keeps me going, which is impressive. <laughs> Uh, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash get offset. Uh, for as little as five dollars a month, you get access to our exclusive Discord server. It means that is to say it's not going to be an overwhelming Discord server. It's mm-hmm. very manageable. Uh, personally, like I get into a lot of I'm in a lot of servers and I just have to mute them all. Um, and then just look at them yeah. when I can.
1: I'm I'm in quite a few too. And even for me right now with like the way with making demos myself uh, for my channel, Pedal Playhouse, and just also doing content on other social medias too. It's very hard to be as active as I was previously in all of these discords. And of course, mm-hmm. I love everyone that I talk to, but it's so hard to, to like be present everywhere to the same degree. But yeah, yeah I'm in quite a few.
0: Yeah, that is... <laughs> There's only so much of a person to go around. Yeah. And that's the, that's the truth.
1: Um, <laughs> I said
0: stupid idea. I'm not going to do it. Uh,
1: <laughs> in our at, monologue, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> at
0: a $10 level or above, I'll give you my Pokemon Go trainer code and we can be friends and I'll send you presents. <laughs> there we go. That, that's, that's a good one. I should add that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, to tier, <so>, tier $10, Pokemon <laughs> Go, 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 go.
0: Uh, so I had a fun night last night. Mike Adams, AKA Pusheen, oh, no. AKA Michael James Adams, invited Mike. me to a little birthday celebration up, uh, up a little bit North of where I am at a brewery. And he brought a little guitar rig and I was surprised to see it. I oh, thought we nice. were just kind of hanging out. Uh, but basically it was just the Ranger FX mini bar pedal. And we were oh. at a, um, a brewery.
1: Oh yeah. It's our- so oh. we yeah, had exactly some, <laughs>
0: we got kind of he had like the little like um squeezy things I yeah i know called. the dropper yeah the, the dropper, dropper yeah. things so uh we <laughs> awesome. did a whole thing where we had different beers with different apvs we had oh. water they had hand sanitizer sitting around so we did that they had like a root beer and cider and we like took everyone well, The vlog <laughs> guitars there obviously we took like notes about like tasting slash sounding notes oh i love this and it was really, it was really fun and just like how different things sound. Like hand sanitizer kind of sounded like a big muff. Water is nice. just a great baseline. IPAs sound fucking awful. Like they <laughs> they weren't all winners. Tasty. They weren't all winners. <laughs> Root beer mixed with hand sanitizer sounded really good. Whoa. We did some combinations too. Nice. But that was that you know, that pedal for having been out for a few years now that it still can surprise and delight people. I'm still not <laughs> sure how like functional it is to like always have, but it's, it's a fun experimentation type no, of course. thing.
1: I, I think yeah. it's pretty funny thinking about it in like the professional aspect and someone like a, someone, you know, setting up on stage and like the guy with the car is like, yeah, make sure my Coca-Cola is on stage for my Ranger Effects mini bar bell no. for when we go live.
0: Yeah. <laughs> absolutely um i just can't imagine that but hey, no
1: i can't either but it's funny. i'm sure
0: people i'm sure there are people who do it but it's just it's it's just so inventive and sometimes that's all you yeah. need is for it to no, be really just to, inventive. just to be
1: kind of creative and weird in the middle of the night is perfectly fine right. <laughs> Yeah. That's
0: and that's kind of where I am with uh the new Matoverse pedal, the Floribolt. So yes. and this is gonna come back, but like the one thing about the Ranger FX mini bar is that I just didn't feel like any of the, the liquid you put in gave it a lot of sustain. Hmm. Like it's a very it's it it would sound very good on like rhythm guitar, but like if you needed a lot of sustain for like shreddy stuff. Yeah it didn't really not work there. and i'm not quite yeah. sure why and i'm curious if, if anyone knows the science behind that um drop it mm. in the comments but i was reading about mattoverse i believe mattoverse is based out of wisconsin this guy just always does really inventive stuff uh i um he one, my, one of my favorites of his is the Stortion. it's a tremolo and fuzz pedal like which isn't as novel now as it was mm-hmm. it felt more novel then but i yeah. still think it's a great sounding pedal and i'm a big fan um but this Volt is an overdrive that's powered by fruits and vegetables specifically fruits and vegetables um
1: that's wild
0: yeah so you basically shove a piece of fruit or vegetables into this little like thing and you play and there there are controls there are a few controls on the side um let me see what those are yeah it's no, a it's- knob and a bass roll off which from the ranger effects Bar, that mm. was the one thing we really felt was critically lacking with a lot of the yeah. liquids was that there was no high end it was like all kind of low to low mids it felt like
1: okay uh, yeah but- But still thinking about it. Yeah, you see that uh, old banana that you could make banana bread out of? Forget the banana bread. Go put it on an effects pedal for voltage to give you distorted sounds.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so there are silver and copper pegs. So then it basically goes through and connects. So I guess that makes it like um, that makes it replace like the clipping diode, I guess, or some sort of diode.
1: Uh, Which is how the Ranger
0: Effects works,
1: at least. when I was reading it, I was wondering if it was kind of uh, tapping into that whole thing with certain distortions when you have certain voltages or batteries, depending on if the battery obviously has a higher voltage or yeah, the battery is it. going bad, then there's a different frequency mm-hmm. it gets out of it um, versus, yeah, just being plugged in for a PSU, a PC, PSU, yes.
0: <laughs> he, he does talk about like there being voltage limitations and quote, most fruits and vegetables. Yeah. So that means the volume is going to be, it's never, it's never going to be, like that loud so like i think unity gain or just yeah it's gonna be unity or slightly above Mm -hmm. um i would really love to try this but i know (laughs) i'd have to buy it
1: (laughs) that's so funny Uh, though
0: yeah i'm really curious about it and obviously this is absolutely not something you would take on on stage because that would be mental you need to get a new apple every few days. Like your apple's like rotting. Well, you,
1: I could see-, see Jack White.
0: <laughs>
1: on stage. Like, yeah, oh, we got yeah. the oranges. Yeah, it's going to be a three hour gig. Yeah, for this song, an orange. For that song, yeah, I'm going to need a, a five day old banana. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, it's it's one of those things
0: that's like definitely fun. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, but not practical. <laughs> obviously not practical. Well, and I don't think anyone's really, it's only 150 bucks, guys.
1: No, I know. But again, when I was reading it myself and thinking about, yeah, if you wanted a particular sound, that banana that you got, oh, this sounds great. And then like the next banana or like apple or whatever you put on is a different shape, different density. It's always going to be different. Um, So you're not going to get the same kind of sound. So yeah, not not predictable. And of course, once that, you know, fruit goes bad, like there goes your sound. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, I wonder about... Mm -hmm.
0: Literally about that, like, yeah. like, like. Does does the density or age? How does that affect?
1: How does that affect the tone? How does that the affect sound the sound? sound. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what was my question. Well, was reading it too, and but he yeah. loves
0: these. He loves these unpractical pedals. I mean, he has the solar sound, which uses a light source to control the amount. It uh, control the whole pedal. I think. Let me let me pull this open. Uh, it's solar powered The effect yeah. pedal. Uh, consisting of a simple transistor-based gain circuit has been finely tuned to take full advantage of the low current and voltage provided by the solar panel. So, I mean, yeah, this is just kind of like you get what you get, and I think there's something very fun and exciting about that. (laughs) Yes. I I can imagine, like, adjusting... like like do, sh- seeing how strobes affect things. It's like you I did that with the the bookworm effects um D- D- David foster walls, which we we talked about a thousand times oh, because it's, it's just yes. so fucking cool. <laughs> um but I was like, okay, lights on, lights off, lights on, lights off, flashlight, yeah, right there, handy. It's a great pedal. Um and I love it a lot. So yes, it's, I'm it's,
1: yeah, it's it has a special place in my heart. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian
0: Sprat. Sprag...
1: Sprag.
0: Yeah, like, oof! My brain just stopped working mid
1: name. <laughs> that happens to me too. My brain is great, but then my mouth goes dumb. And I was like, "Thanks, thanks." You just made me feel awkward.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm not even sure my brain was working
1: there. It's just like
0: my like, I don't even, I don't think any, any part of me was working there. If you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm buying a Flora <laughs>
1: You're in the process of making it a reality. Pay hey, now, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, that's that's gonna be really cool. Um he, well, now he we'll know about the density
1: and everything. I really want to know. Yeah, I
0: don't think it'll break the internet, but no. <laughs> I'll have fun doing it. I'm sure. I'll have to go to the grocery store. Leave suggestions in the comments on the YouTube what video. What fruits and vegetables you want to see me plug in to the yeah. Flora Vault? Uh, and if you're in the chat right now. Tell me right now, and if you super chat us, I will guarantee. I'll get to yours. That, yes. um, <laughs> if I can find it, please don't ask for anything I can't
1: find in Seattle oh, yeah. in the winter. Yeah, if if yeah if if you're where I live, she's definitely not gonna have like mangoes and things like that. So do oh, we, right, mangoes. we that have, mangoes have mangoes. We have mangoes at grocery even storm. in winter. Even yeah, in winter, yeah, probably. everything's okay. available. In the all right,
0: all right. Not not from <laughs> the fruit stand, but from the QFC. Right. Probably. I'll do an avocado even if someone pays me enough to do that to an avocado. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Guacamole. I just imagine just like putting clumps of something. Oh, I wonder yes. if you can. I wonder. I'm gonna try things like bread. Try
1: other things besides fruit and vegetables too. Now I'm curious of like what can you put on it?
0: Just like put my finger on top of the two, connect them. <laughs> it
1: is alive. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that would be fun. Um and I'm excited to try it out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Wow. I didn't, it's only it's 150 bucks, you know, I'll just, I'll just, you know, eat out less for a week and I'll be
1: fine. Drink. You're getting the fruits and vegetables. I mean, yes.
0: I mean, I'll already have more fruits and vegetables, so I'll just cook with them, I guess. <laughs> try some proteins. uh. uh so um this is a part of the show where we talk about what's new and i don't i don't have a lot um
1: i don't think i do um i have a few i guess things that are new i'm oh, almost to the end of the storyboard writing i still have two modes left Um uh, mm. there's like you know, six modes. So I am basically by the last two of the marshmallow. Um, I'll probably do another pass just to make sure everything seems coherent and cohesive. Uh, and -hmm. then I will start recording the character's voice, which I'll be excited about because I run that through the pedal this time because it's an, it has octaves. So it'll be fun to do the character voice like that. And I've also, uh, been able to have some fun with some, uh, uh, mask audio, uh, electronic pedals recently, mm. the parts garden, um, which was really great. Uh, two fuzzes together, blend together. It kind of creates some smooth overdrive. But what I've really loved recently, come on, come off my board, come on, you can do it. All right. Oh, you gotta take it off the board, eh? Yeah, of course. Yes, of course, because I say this because it kicked off my, um... 1981 DRV off the board, the reigning champion for many years. The black math kicked off that pedal Ooh. from my board. And Ooh. it is amazing. It's basically like the New York City uh era muff that Fran Blanche was a you know mm-hmm. had her hand in the design. And I have found that in the Gossamuff uh that I did with Matt of uh Blind Panic Devices. He used the cream puff for that, which also is a friend. Mm, yes. Fran. pedal. So I am I starting to discover puddle. That as far as fuzzes go, I'm really picky, and I'm just like, I guess I like everything Fran does with with fuzzes. Essentially, I guess, but yeah, Fran's the black a genius, is so it's not good, yeah, surprising, not surprising at all. And I'm not even trying to like play favorites, but I just noticed that in the last couple of pedals that yeah. I fell in love with, like the black math is just incredible. It's really growly. It has great sustain. I mean, um, and also with the you know obviously the switch that flips it down, um, it can have some breakup. I have loved every amount of time that I've spent with it. So I um, will see what I can get into it this month, as far as like some stuff on social media, perhaps. But yeah, that pedal has been a lot of fun, and I'm really grateful, obviously, to get some time with it. Um, Good. But, yeah, that's, so far, yeah, me and Fex pedals as usual. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um. I guess if there's anything new
0: with me, it's just that my, my wrist is is getting better. I was playing guitar a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning and stuff. And, uh, um, I guess Friday I did a little bit too. So I'm hoping to get at least a video with like actual guitar playing, but uh, I'm obviously really, um, rusty. So I hope people are kind to, Uh (laughs) to my rusty ass playing.
1: Wait, there Uh, was something, uh, the, the mad cat, the, the, with Jason with the pick guard that was new.
0: That is new, but it's out, out of reach. So okay. check out the picture of that on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, our friend and supporter of the Patreon, Jason, came by. He made a pit guard. Uh, we talked about this last summer, and I'm really excited that it came together. So mm-hmm. I bought this tenor guitar last summer that I'd had my eyes on locally for a while. Um, it's obviously like a handmade guitar. There are things about it that are really like kind of advanced in terms of, in like, oh, someone did a good job and some things where you're like, Wow, you kind of messed that up, <laughs> didn't you? Like, they obviously drilled the bridge in the wrong spot and they didn't even yeah. fill the holes, which is kind of funny. Um, there's some yeah, glue uh, globbed on the, the fretboard, but it's like you know, it's it's a good little tenor guitar, and uh, I always liked it because you know, Ca- uh, Prince's most famous guitar, like not the cloud, not the cymbal guitar, but like the one he played in Purple Rain, it's a honer take on a Telecaster. Um, I think. H.S. Anderson now makes that, but they're like five thousand dollars if you can find them. Uh, yeah. it's just a really well made guitar. Um, but this it's it's got kind of like a it looks like a flame maple, maple top. it might not be. It doesn't look like it's really got nice like a pattern to it. Uh, and then it has like that skunk stripe right down the middle, um which is like the Prince guitar it doesn't have any binding uh that would be pretty advanced to do and Mm. it just has one random blade pickup just kind of like sideways (laughs) so it's like an interesting thing uh but jason yeah he uh i guess got material like it's like the right kind of tortoise pattern um Acetate, I think, is like the what the material typically is. But again, it's very flammable and fragile and there are like shipping restrictions on it. So it's it's hard to work with also. But he got something that was similar, made for acoustic guitars, and we put it underneath a clear guard that he cut. So um, yeah, it's it turned out perfectly. If if I if I can be completely yeah, no, honest, I,
1: if if you go on yeah socials, you'll see it. She yeah. obviously made a video of it, and it looks so good. And again, that's why what in the comments, like I said. It was when uh, Jason did my uh, pick guard for my bass, which you'll see in my videos. Anytime I play my bass, that's like Jason's work, that blue pick guard, because the story on my end goes, I was trying to, when I originally bought my Sterling Stingray short scale bass, um, there really wasn't. I bought it with the intention of switching out the pick guard later, because for me, just white. I always have to have some accent or blue, of course, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, because I love anything blue. Um, So it got to the point where on eBay, someone say, hey, you know, pick guards. like you can have one for that. You know, uh, Stingray bass. So, in the process of trying to get it from the seller, um, they pretty much stiffed me and I pretty much uh, was left empty handed. So, Jason and a few other people from our Get Offset Discord kind of banded together to make it a happy ending um, so that I could have a blue pick card for uh, my Sterling uh, Stingray bass. Uh, and that's another now reason again, to join the Discord. <laughs> it is. Yeah. These guys are great. And it's even before I was a host. And then, at the same time that I got mine. My- and put it on um, that's when I saw you started to talk with Jason like so maybe we can talk about maybe well, doing he, something yeah he does first he made one He's for my, my
0: G&L um, hmm. maybe a Bender guitar because the original guard. I didn't it, it's just it's signed by Brooks and Dunn and then they like sprayed over it to make the uh, oh yeah it, so just one I don't, I don't I don't give a shit about Brooks and Dunn like no offense to Kix Brooks and of Ronnie course. Dunn uh kicks love your wine but <laughs> i just like that's i don't want funny. that <laughs> i don't want that that's what i wanted so he made a really nice mint one he's actually going to make a new one for the uh you can't see because it it's blocked by the microphone and it's probably not even on the screen right now but the um Cy- the cyclone 2 that i had refinished by a woman named kat yes, um she great work. painted with a guitar so like i got i bought a mint guard for that one on amazon and i got it i'm like it's kind of too green. Uh, I, it should be a subtler. Like, it looked more subtle. I didn't want just yeah. stark white. So I think Jason said if he has enough material, he's going to, you know, make me a new one awesome. for that. So yeah. I gave him the old guard and uh, maybe I'll get a new one.
1: No, that would be great. But I
0: think great. that was keeping like, me from stringing it up, to be honest. But, eh. Uh, lots of things keeping me from lots of things. It's just like the smaller no. projects. Like, I have a list of projects I need to do, like literally restring guitar on it, fill and redrill holes and uh, swapping yeah. out knacks. Like, I have a lot of things on my to-do list that I just am like, oh. Yeah. No, I, I relate.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, it's I, I, all good. Yeah, I also on on my end again need to string up something. Luckily I have an extra pair of strings because I don't know if they make the strings anymore. It was one of the uh the uh baritone ukuleles that I mentioned, which is the Pano Nui, uh, that I thought about afterwards and I remember that there's a string that's broken because it's been stored for a while. I haven't used mm-hmm. it. So in our conversation, I was like maybe I should bring it out again and I should restring it with the strings that obviously I have an extra, uh, pack in there with, um, and see about just bringing it out and using it again. Much like when you started playing the tender guitar again, I was like, ah, maybe I should restring that and see about using it again. It'd be nice to revisit now where I am now, obviously with my effects chain and with that instrument. So I, I think I will at some point this month.
0: Nice. Awesome. Cool. Um, well, normally this is where we plug the Patreon stuff. We already plugged it. <laughs> we're, uh, we're all totally out of... <laughs> no, I I think we need to do it at the beginning. I think it's important. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So let's talk about some other stuff that was in the news today. Uh, I'm sorry. This recently is, uh, we don't just talk about guitar stuff here, um, we, we talk about a lot of music stuff because I majored in music business. This is a topic that I know a little bit about and I'm, I'm uh, really interested in. Um, and one of those things is publishing. Like when I, I actually thought I wanted to go into publishing. And for those who don't know, publishing is around the song itself. So someone writes a song, they have a publishing house, either they release it on their own or it gets pitched to mm-hmm. other artists um, who don't traditionally write their own music. So it's all about the business of the songs and the song writing. Um, so there are lots of things in place now that protect songwriters from having things happen to them, like happens to John Fogarty or the Beatles are just two famous examples of people who lost control over their song catalog. So I'm not talking about just make this clear. I'm not talking about the master recording. So the v- recorded version, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the song as an essence. Because when you have a recording of a song, there we're talking about two copyrights. We're talking about the recording... So that's what happens if you get uh, dinged on YouTube for having someone else's recorded song mm-hmm. in your video, uh, your video will get demonetized. And um, if you don't cut that do, part out yeah. and in the songwriter yep. and actually universal, whoever will get the money from the public performance of it. Um, Even
1: if it's a cover. Yep, that happened to me.
0: No, I, I'm not talking about that. that I'm one? talking All about right. cover. No, I'm not. Um, so I actually, I've had money, money shared with the songwriter okay. uh, for doing covers. But so if you play the actual recorded version, that's the master recording. If you do a cover, we're just talking about the song. But when you talk about okay. the master recording, you're also talking about the song because it's both parts of the copyright. It's confusing, but it's just how it is. No, the Um, way you
1: you said it made sense, so thank you. Yeah,
0: Great. Um, So that's why if you – it's going to be Universal Music Group that's going to issue kind of like, for lack of a better word, the cease and desist or the copyright claim. Copyright claim is what it's called. So (laughs) they'll have the copyright claim on the master recording, and then the money will get split with Universal, who then probably – with with the actual songwriter whoever owns it so let's talk about publishing because that's what this is this is really about Mm -hmm. um you can have uh gosh how do i start this so what protects songwriters now is that immediately when you write a song there's copyright that upon the creation of the work that's when the copyright kicks in it's best to register registering gives you a lot more protections, but all you really need to do is write it. It's copyrighted. And uh, when you sign up with publishing, a publishing house or like a PRO, so a PRO is a performing rights organization, CSAC, BMI, and ASCAP in the United States, SOCAN in Canada, etc. Most countries only have one. You register with your PRO and 50% of that song is registered to you as an artist you as a person you as your name and the other 50 percent is your publishing entity and a lot uh if you actually have a publishing house like um I, I interned at a company called skyline music publishing the other half would be skyline so you'd have the songwriter always owns half of their publishing the publishing firm owns half by default and you can do splits differently, but by default, you you own half of that and you need to make sure you keep it forever <laughs> um, because that's how people get screwed is when that part of their publishing is signed away without their knowledge. It's one thing to sell it like Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan and people are doing with theirs. But um, the important thing is this is in place to protect songwriters from predatory people in the music business. Um, I don't know how long that's been the case, but that's the case now. And that's what matters. So John Fogarty, I don't really know the tenets of his, um, contract, but it sounded like, uh, he was, um, interned in this contract with Fantasy Records and there was some stipulation that the band broke up. Each member of the band had to release music on Fantasy and for every album, not, like every, every uh, option so uh you have a record label so <laughs> god there's a lot of stuff to explain um you've probably heard of something called an option on a record deal so you get one guaranteed record and three option periods that option period is optional for the record label it's not optional for you so if the record label wants you to release four albums total you have to you don't have the yeah. option to renege on that contract um but the record label has the option to say, oh, no, we, we don't want that. You're dropped. Or even worse, we're not going to release anything, but we're not going to release you from your contract. Which is meant that Kesha recently went oh, through, if you want to read up on that. Yes,
1: that's horrible.
0: Yeah, so um, I guess something with the options in his deal, you can read about this. There are videos on it, um, kind of kept him more beholden, kept his songs and publishing more beholden to fantasy for a longer period of time. And he wasn't able to reclaim that. And for the record, I am fully going on the verbiage that he is using. Mm -hmm. And uh, if he because you might talk about publishing for songs and the master recording in the same breath, but they're not the same thing. They get interchanged incorrectly a lot. Um, But yeah, it sounds like he didn't own the publishing on them which is how John Fogarty got sued for sounding too much like himself for an album he released in 1984,
1: I think. That's that's something else to be sued by yourself for yourself.
0: It's <laughs> literally one of the funniest things ever to happen. And it, like, not funny haha, but like, no, wow, this, this, this business is, sucks. <laughs> if, you, if you ever once... Mm. Uh, if, if you ever want to get screwed go into the music industry um, if, or if you want an example of just like how predatory and absurd this is uh, mm-hmm. go to the music industry yep. so he he gained back his publishing rights is what Rolling Stone is reporting so apparently somehow Fantasy owned these for a very long time and I'm not sure why but I think it has to do with how the band broke up and how their
1: their um, contract division. was written yeah I get you
0: So, yeah, if you're not familiar with the story, um, Fantasy sued John Fogerty and his label for releasing a song called I think it was called "Old Man Down the Road" that sounded too much like "Run Through the Jungle." And John Fogarty had to go on the stand and he had to explain like, "Hey, you know, it's just it's the genre similarities. Maybe there are some." chord similarities but like if he's doing swamp rock is like the yeah. genre it's
1: like bayou it, it's, swamp rock yeah
0: yeah it, it's like suing someone known for bossa novas because then they release another bossa nova it's like these are styles of music mm, and some yeah. styles of music can are a little your, bit more like, yeah. yeah yeah some of them are just kind of like beholden to certain structures uh, and there's really only so many chords that you can put in a row
1: yeah, you so, can't sue oh, someone for chord progressions.
0: <laughs> you can, but it's stupid. it is. Marvin Gaye's estate. Marvin, I'll talk about that in a bit too. Marvin yeah, Gaye's estate yeah. sued because um, <laughs> I'm just like, what? Really? Ed Sheeran. Yeah, you can. Um, but he, the, I think it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and eventually John Fogarty was found to have not, of course, uh, infringed upon himself. Uh, but that was essentially it. The, I think. I think Fantasy was mad that he had a hit record and uh and that song specifically may or may not have been about the person who really screwed him out of his music so it seemed really personal yeah yeah. it seemed more like a personal attack Mm -hmm. than actually being bass anymore and eventually fantasy even had to pay a million bucks for his lawyer fees john fogarty's um but john fogarty fantasy doesn't exist anymore like 95 ish fantasy was sold to concord music group along with all of its assets concord music group is a collection of a bunch of labels, including like Rounder Records, obviously Fantasy, and uh, they they release some new stuff. Um, but that, that, by and large, that that group makes music, makes money from older music. So he resigned with Fantasy after it got bought by um, Concord, and it sounds like part of that stipulation of that deal was that he uh, he got to get his publishing back. And I think that's a win-win. Um, no, Concord totally. Concord had a little bit more time to like make the money on it, and then he got fifty years. Fucking later, yeah. He got, and I think um, it,
1: his, his uh, it also says, yeah, it also says something about the uh, has also entered an agreement with Concord to allow the label to reinvigorate his catalog as well. Yeah.
0: Well, um, copyright law states that U.S. publishing rights would have to revert back to him in the next several years. This is from Rolling Stone. Um, John Fogarty's wife and manager, Julie, figured they would go to Concord with an offer to buy the global rights instead. While the law would allow Fogarty to regain publishing rights in the U.S., it wouldn't apply to any other country. But he's biggest in the U.S. So Concord declined at first, according to Billboard so fogarty partnered with irving azoff who helped uh get the deal over quote over the finish line so uh great for irving what a great guy like helping him do that
1: yeah it's a it's a miracle i mean like waiting more than 50 years for something like that
0: it's so long um but yeah irving is a legend uh this is just, I, I recommend reading up on, reading up on him a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so John Fogerty has a song rights back. Congre- Let's hear it for John. That's
1: awesome.
0: Uh, it's a very sad thing to know that other people are making money off of your back for, forever in perpetuity and you're not making anything now. Nope. That's, that's, that's the tragic truth of a lot of people. I know Tom Petty made it one of his life um, causes to teach people about you know, maintaining their copyright, not selling their publishing to, or giving it away um, too early. You have to bet on yourself is the truth. Um, And sometimes people will come to you with deals that say they will only release your music or do something if you give away too much of it. And I think that's the time when you really should understand that they just, they obviously think they're going to make money off of you if you do that. Like they're not, they're not just taking a bet. Be, they're not doing this to be nice. They, know. they want your, they want your rights because they, they think they can make money off of it. So if somebody else is betting on you like that. Just flip the script, bet on yourself. Um, you don't have as much pool as a younger artist, which is why uh, I think more and more artists are kind of at least trying to do it themselves. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's a really cool thing. Um, like famously, uh Paul McCartney doesn't own a lot of the rights to Beatles songs. I guess uh, I don't know as much about Tom Petty's endeavors with it, but uh, yeah, that's wild stuff.
1: At least from what I remember of the Paul McCartney was the whole like Michael Jackson buying his catalog and that whole like feud that went on. Like, yeah, that was. Wild.
0: The, the the funniest part of that and not funny haha once again, but yeah, like, no. wow what a fucking dickhead was uh yes. Paul gave Michael Jackson the idea to buy other people's song catalogs yes, because he said it could be did. lucrative and uh, Paul I think tried to be less like uh exploitative yeah. about it. Um mm-hmm. but I don't think Paul McCartney was exactly giving everybody their publishing back, but I don't really know the facts of it. So I think it's mm-hmm. life plus 70 years in the United States so um I'm glad there are laws that help people get their publishing back but that's a very long time to wait but you brought up another kind of funny topic uh you can't (laughs) see somebody from a chord for a chord progression oh yeah you can and people do (laughs) and successfully. you do um so as far as uh talking about Tom Petty again like Sam Smith they put out a song and I just uh don't remember what the song was, but it sounded had the same chords as Don't Back Down but Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. Um and uh Tom Petty got added as a songwriter on that song. Yeah. Do I think that that should have happened? No.
1: No, exactly. I mean yeah, it's no hard feelings, but these things happen sometimes is pretty much what one of the statements were. Yeah.
0: You know, the one thing about that I remember it was stay with me. It did have a similar melody, and I think that really was what kind of pushed it over the plate. But Marvin Gaye's very famously litigious to unfortunate success uh, estate uh, sued most famously Blurred Lines, um, Robin Thicke for Blurred Lines, because they mm. had the same kind of groove in Robin okay. Thicke. Famously said, "You can't copyright a groove." And Marvin Gaye's estate said, "Oh yes, we can." Really, the only similar thing between those two beats is the instrumentation and the vibe. So it's it's again, it's like suing. It's like saying you own a Bossa Nova. Yeah, you you don't. Or the Charles or Charleston uh, rhythm and stuff like that, which people try to do all the time because uh, there are things in music that are just they're everywhere and they're very similar, and you can't pretend to own it. No, Marvin Gaye's estate did and then they got five million dollars and half of the publishing (sighs) for that song forever Mm. really stupid stuff and uh, they're actually suing I don't know if they I don't remember where this ended up if it ended up anywhere Um, Ed Sheeran for the song Thinking Out Loud saying it's too similar to Let's Get It On because it has the same chords It's just an R&B chord progression. The the Marvin Gaye estate is saying that before Marvin Gaye used those chords in that progression that no one had before. That's literally what they're saying.
1: Or at least a success. I think the last update said in July of 2022 that they were definitely going to court over it.
0: Yeah, I hope they, I hope the Marvin Gaye estate loses because I think it's absurd to uh, try to copy – say you own the copyright for this chord progression that has, for the record, been used many times before since Marvin Gaye did. But you're not suing all those people, obviously, because there's no money in it. And it's not like a trademark where you have to protect it evenly to protect it at all. Uh with trademark, you have to at least show you're enforcing it. I don't think copyright law is the same way, but I'm not a lawyer. But um, hmm.
1: I guess not, it has the like, same
0: chords and a similar BPM.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't sound like it's kind of a thing of, you know, Gibson not defending something for four years and then deciding to, you know, start suing people over something. guess again. <laughs> again. Yeah. Jericho. <laughs> yeah. So
0: I think that the gay estate feels like they won. Um, a, a caseation of one, like they compared the sheet music for those two songs, and the thing is, the jury just didn't really know what they were looking at or talking about or the subject matter. Um, and it's happened before. Katy Perry's Dark Horse song got sued for having kind of a similar like. Thing in the background, and uh, initially was found at fault, and then a judge threw throughout the verdict essentially because it just like no, it's not the same. Uh, but, um, what Ed Sheeran has done that doesn't help him at all is he's played thinking out loud at shows and then gone into let's get it on because oh, they are no. quite similar. <laughs> Stupid choice. Yeah, bad that is bad really choice from a perspective. At the same time, Elvis Costello will play Allison at shows and he'll go into tracks of my tears. And Smokey Robinson has never threatened to sue Elvis Costello for doing that.
1: But, um, yeah, everyone picks and chooses their battles, for se.
0: The similarity is according to musiccollegize.com the similarity is a series of four chords that simply repeats over and over through let's get it on and the harmonic rhythm with which it does so i'm just going to change that word because um it's a good portion of the groove um has a few elements to appreciate first there's a chord progression the simultaneous notes that form the harmony play with rhythm on tonal guitars mostly blah 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 let me duh, 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 duh. okay let's look at the chords themselves oh god this is a long article i thought it was at the end uh the two mm-hmm. bars or eight beats, blah, blah. oh my god i'm not reading this
1: out loud i'm sorry guys <laughs>
0: no um, <laughs> I'm, <have> to <laughs> I'm just gonna try to go to the verdict is there a verdict is there a verdict as far as I,
1: I don't think there is
0: Of supreme importance, thinking out loud's melody and lyric has nothing of consequence in common with Let's Get It On. Um, Unbelievably, the plaintiffs never mention even the melody or the notes. They're just... Because they're both, uh, quote, exceptionally unalike. I just don't think they're similar um, enough I wonder if I can look up what other songs use the same chord progression as let's get it
1: on. I bet there'll be quite a few.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I mean, there are just so many songs that you can look at that have the same chord progression. Nobody owns one, four, five. You can't. Um, Yeah. You can't. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, I don't, I don't know what else to say about that. I will read that article later probably, but I just, I don't think it has legs, but that doesn't mean I don't think that the gay estate's going to win.
1: No, it doesn't, doesn't really make sense at this point. Cause yeah, there's a lot of people making similar chord progression songs. It doesn't mean it's the same thing. They'll all mostly sound different in some way or another.
0: If the gay estate wins this, it is going to be horrible for the recording industry. People are going to be much more afraid to write songs. Yeah.
1: That's, I remember when this first came out, that's what people were saying that, yeah, that if this was a situation like that, that, yeah, people would be afraid of writing certain chord progressions or in certain styles because threat of Mm -hmm. being sued. I mean, big fish, little fish, like who's going to win really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you get things in your head accidentally, or it's just like a normal progression. You you just can't own these things. Imagine, imagine if uh, you couldn't use the, the same chords that are in Wonderwall. Like that's that's a lot of songs, guys. Yeah, it's just a lot of songs. It's a pain in the ass to to go through this over and over, but um, it makes me glad to not be uh, involved. Yes, nobody is (laughs) suing me for the songs that I write for being too similar to other stuff because uh, they haven't heard them. They haven't heard them.
1: No, no. I mean, influences are most of what music is made based off of. So if you make a riff or make some type of like chord progression, like, hey, that reminds me of so-and-so. And I was like, oh, I don't even know who that band is, but thank you. Now I'll check them out. Like you have no idea whether that person just came up with that and just has no idea what the reference is. It just happened. Like somebody else can have a similar idea yeah. on another side of the world.
0: I had to stop playing new music for my husband because he'd always be like, oh yeah, that sounds just like... Oh, no. <laughs> stop it. Don't Also, don't do that <laughs> to people who are writing songs unless you think that they're going to get sued because of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a- that's the exact same melody of... That reminds me no... My Sweet Lord has the same melody as that uh,
1: other yeah, like, song
0: no. I that, that tell you my- heard it as a radio hit. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, remember when Dua Lipa was getting sued by that, like, uh florida ska reggae band that no one had ever heard of oh over my like God. the uh, exact same thing that they stole from an outcast song i'm like ah. <laughs> okay <laughs> it's vicious cycle yeah hats up to adam neely for that one um yeah but that's what i've got so far it was uh we talked about goofy guitar shit and then uh publishing it's <laughs> a very cohesive yes. episode
1: totally totally <laughs>
0: Totally cohesive. Um, You got anything else? Because I am tapped.
1: No, I think we're pretty good for today.
0: Awesome. Well, for everybody out there, thanks for watching slash listening.
1: Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. I'm June of heart. Goodbye. Be seeing you.